everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program we produce throughout the academic year in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this fourth edition of season number five, We'll hear from Classics Professor Bob Simmons. Bob will preview Classics Day number five. That's coming up on October 2. Then we'll hear from Congresswoman Sherry Bustos. Congresswoman Bustos gave an outstanding lecture on the state of rural America back on September 7. It was the fifth annual Wiswell Robeson Lecture, which has become a big event not only at Monmouth College, but in the community as well. Classics Day is one of the great events held in the fall on the Monmouth College campus. For a few hours on a Saturday afternoon, part of the campus is transformed into a place to explore the ancient worlds of Greece, Rome, Asia, and other places throughout the world. The day has a lot of interactive activities, including ancient Olympic events, warfare reenactments, and drama. In fact, this year's Classics Day will include Fusion Fest 8, which we'll preview on an upcoming podcast. The brains and the brawn behind Classics Day is Classics Professor Bob Simmons. As Bob says, Classics Day is a celebration of everything ancient and classical. It is a sort of immersive celebration of the classical worlds, primarily of uh, Greece and Rome and other civilizations with whom they came into contact. And so um, the Persian Empire and Egypt um, and others of, of those sorts and extensions of the idea of the classical world to all sorts of other cultures uh, around the world, including those of uh, Africa, um, Asia, um, possibly South America. Classics Day also makes a kind of time travel possible at the college. The thing about the classical world is that one cannot travel there. And so uh, when when someone like like us at Monmouth puts on an event like this, it's an opportunity for people to have that sort of immersive experience that is not possible generally. So we have been fortunate to get some funding through the years that's allowed us to buy some some clothing and some uh, some uh, shields and such and uh, various uh, and sporting equipment, various things that allow people to. Uh, have a greater sense of immersion into the classical world than they can get anyplace else. So whereas, you know, it's wonderful to do similarly immersive experiences uh, for for other cultures that still are operational, but this one is a bit special because one can't get this sort of an immersive experience other than through going to uh, an event like ours, which is a, a pretty rare thing. As I mentioned, Classics Day 5 will include dozens of activities and events. With apologies to Stephen Sondheim, Bob says that this edition of Classics Day will include something familiar, something peculiar, something for everyone. Oh my goodness. So we'll have uh, some of the standard things we've had for years. We'll have uh, different booths with sporting events from the ancient world. So people will... 
uh, get to throw javelins with uh, wrappings around the leather wrappings around them in the ancient style. They'll get to do long jump with weights uh, and things along those lines. We should have uh, a starting block made out of granite um, that, that into which people can put their toes to, to start the race. We will have uh, soldiers from from uh, one of the, the Greek city-states from the classical period and from uh, Macedonia during the, the time of Alexander the Great and from Rome from the from early in the the common era that we'll talk a bit about their lives and we'll have a, a little bit of um, demonstration of some of the things that these soldiers did like you know strategies and and uh, techniques and some of the, the, the technology that went into uh, handling matters of uh, military. This is the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're chatting with Classics Professor Bob Simmons. He's giving us a preview of Classics Day 5. That will be on October 2. Bob says that this edition of Classics Day will welcome Fusion Fest, which is another great Monmouth tradition. Whereas we've tended to have some sort of representation of theater there, this one is going to be uh, a fusion with the theater department's Fusion Fest. And so instead of there having a separate Fusion Fest, um, it will be merged with Classics Day. And so the theme this year for them will be classics, classical plays. And so Greek tragedies or comedies, Roman tragedies or comedies in 10-minute segments in which everything gets put together in the 24 hours before the event. So that will be one thing. We'll have uh, a really brilliant singer-songwriter named Joe Goodkin who has um, dedicated his um, part of his career to composing songs that, that that uh, tell the tale of Homer's Iliad and Odyssey and just like these these beautifully breathtaking songs and so he'll be part of, of the event. Uh, Mike Sestoris and Math will be using um, reflective RTI, it stands for something, reflective something imagery um, to help people see how we can understand certain materials in the ancient world from looking at them in different from you know with different sets, sorts of lighting that allow us to understand better how things were used how they were constructed we will have stations of the the language families of a whole bunch of different nations from you know many different continents and then as best we can uh, modern uh representatives of those and so we'll have uh, at least one and perhaps two current african uh, languages and then the language trees from which they came we'll have uh, a modern arabic speaker and we'll talk about the language tree that produced uh, modern arabic we'll have of course um, indo-european languages that uh, led to greek and latin and then to a number of modern languages so those are a few off the top of my head that i can think of we will be doing at this oh and then also um virtual reality we'll have um, a virtual reality station which people can have even uh, more at least mental immersion into these into the the worlds of ancient greece and rome as well and then many more things that i can't think of at the moment in the past, Classics Day has attracted several hundred high school students from the region to Monmouth College. A lot of schools have been invited this year, but the pandemic has thrown a bit of a wrinkle into things. It has attracted uh, nearly 200 on um, occasion, uh, and we're hoping that we can draw some this year as well. We have a pandemic that is that is ongoing, which uh, is going to impact the 
extent to which people are going to feel comfortable traveling. So I don't know how much we will get from around the region. So Monmouth Roseville is hoping to, to bring some people. Um, other local school groups have talked about coming here. And I've gotten um, word from some schools in the Chicago area that they would like to bring some people. But the pandemic is just an ongoing thing, and one doesn't know exactly what it's going to do for the you know, prospects of travel around that time. Either way, Bob says that Classics Day is a great learning experience for the college's students. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a very high-impact learning experience. So people are putting their learning to action. So they're not only teaching people how to do things, but they're teaching them in a very physical, hands-on way. Um, so th they are, are processing the things that they have learned in a way that, um, th that compels them to make it interesting for others. And so in doing that, they have to, to internalize that, the interestingness of what they're doing for themselves. And, and, and people just learn far, far better when they have to uh, help others to learn what they have learned also. That's Bob Simmons. He's a classics professor at Monmouth and maestro of Classics Day. Classics Day 5 will be on Saturday, October 2. To read all about it, go to the News and Events section of the Monmouth College website. Of course, that's monmouthcollege.edu news and check out the events calendar. Also look for a preview story of the day. That's coming soon to the News and Events section of the website. The fifth annual Wiswell Robeson Lecture was given on September 7. This year's speaker was one of the best in what has become a great campus event. The speaker this year was Congresswoman Sherry Bustos. She represents the 14 counties in Illinois' 17th Congressional District, which includes Monmouth, Warren County. Her title of her talk was Perspectives on the Future of Rural America. Representative Bustos knows a lot about rural America because she's done a splendid job representing the 17th District since she was elected to Congress in 2012. The Wiswell Robeson Lecture was founded back in 2016 through a gift from 1960 Monmouth graduate Jean Giddings Robeson of Monmouth. The lecture's purpose is to annually feature a speaker from the agricultural community who explores issues, challenges, and innovations in the industry. Jean and her late husband, Don Robeson, who was a 1954 Monmouth College graduate, operated their farm in Warren County. I caught up with Representative Bustos a few hours before she delivered this year's Wiswell Robeson Lecture. And as Representative Bustos said, there's a lot more to rural America than meets the eye. Rural America is more than just cornfields and bean fields. Uh, that's a major part of it. In fact, we are an agricultural-driven economy in the state of Illinois. That might be a surprise to the city of Chicago, but we are. It's our biggest economic driver. And rural Illinois, like much of rural America, has struggled a lot. Um, and if you look at it from an agriculture perspective, we've had the derecho that uh, you know blew in through Iowa into Illinois. We've had uh, early frosts that have messed up planting. We've had floods. We've had drought. Uh, we've had unpredictable market conditions. We've had trade deals that didn't come together as quickly as we would have liked. And our farm families have gone through a lot. But we've got so much possibility. I just went to the Farm Progress Show in Decatur, Illinois, last week. 
And I walked away from there just thinking, man, there's so much we can do as it pertains to agriculture. And then when we look at just generally rural America, um, we're on the, the verge of voting for a major piece of legislation that uh, will make a tremendous difference when it comes to high-speed internet, when it comes to uh, the teacher shortage issue that is, is worse in, in rural parts of our country than in urban parts of our country, um, about small business development, all of that. We've got, I think we've got more potential than we do a downside, and that's really going to be what, I'm, what I talk about. Rural America has a huge impact on the rest of the nation, and it's one that isn't always appreciated, according to Representative Bustos, who comes from a long line of farmers and teachers. No, I don't think that uh, if, if you live in uh, New York City or, or L.A. or, for that matter, maybe even Chicago, that you have a deep understanding about what rural America does and the impact that we have, and especially in agriculture. And, um, you know, my, my dad used to have a saying, uh, he would always tell us not to brag, uh, that if you do a good job, other people will, uh, will know that. But he also would say, do a good job and take credit for it. And I think in, in rural America, and, and especially in agriculture, we, we do a good job and we have to take credit for that. I think part of it is, is actually messaging and, and to some degree marketing about what it means to be from rural America and what it means to contribute all that we do uh, to society at large. Of course, Illinois plays an especially big role in the nation's agricultural economy. Yeah, and if, if, you know, we are the number two corn producer uh, in America, in Illinois. We're the number one soybean producer in, uh, in the nation. And uh, we have a major, I don't know exactly what our ranking is for pork production, but you know, we're, we have a major uh, pork producer's presence here. Um, you know, and in all of that, the, this is my family. Um, you know, when, when you're a member of Congress, who you are, like where you grew up, um, what your family's all about, that all goes with you when you're a member of Congress. And it all does shape how you vote, the committees you sit on. Um, my grandfather was a hog farmer. My uncle was. Uh, we, my cousins uh, raised Angus. Um, we've got uh, dairy farmers. All in Illinois, by the way, and they all grow corn and they all grow beans. That's my my family background. So American farmers really are my family, and um, I, I've served on the the House Ag Committee since I was first elected. I've got 16 months left of this term and left of my in my career in Congress because I'm not running for reelection, and I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can from a policy perspective to get this right. Uh, for rural Illinois and for our family farmers. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Office of Communications and Marketing. We're visiting with Congresswoman Sherry Bustos of Moline. She's been representing Monmouth Warren County since 2013, and she delivered an excellent Wiswell Robeson lecture earlier this month. As Representative Bustos mentioned, she's retiring from Congress when her fifth term ends in January 2023. She's known for her integrity and willingness to work with anyone who's interested in serving the people, and her office was recently recognized for that. This isn't probably the most exciting thing in the world, but I'm so proud of this. Out of 435 congressional offices and out of 100 Senate offices, so total 535, we were uh, voted as the best office in America in how we work with our constituents. Uh, we have 700, 711,000 people who live in this congressional district, 
And um, we have thousands who have come to us who have needed help with um, their senior citizens and may, maybe need help with Medicare or Social Security, or veterans who need help with the Veterans Administration, um, or there's been a disaster and they need help with FEMA. Uh, but we, we have thousands of cases, um, they're, they're called cases, but attached to each one is a person or a family. And um, we were voted the best at, at doing that and communicating to your question. And, I, and I'm very, very proud of our team. We have offices in Peoria, in Rockford, and in the Quad Cities. And, um, and then, of course, in Washington, D.C. And, and that's a tribute to our entire team. Um, I'm a former college athlete. I played, um, um, I went to a liberal arts school, by the way, Illinois College in Jacksonville. We used to play Monmouth in sports. I always, I always joke with uh, your, one of your adjunct professors, Robin Johnson, I always say, you know, we always won when I was playing basketball and volleyball. I, I don't even know if that's true. But, um, you know, um, we're, I, I, I just think that, um, you know, how you treat people and the, the results you get and um, working as a team all plays into that. And um, the reason I brought up sports is because I, I like team sports. I, I never played an individual sport. I mean, I, informally tennis, but I wasn't on the tennis team. But uh, we work as a team, and I, you know, this, this award that we got is a recognition of us, of the teamwork that we put in and the team that I've been lucky enough to work with over this last 10 years. As Representative Busto says, Despite the harsh partisanship that makes the headlines, public service is still a noble and effective vocation, one that young people should pursue. It's, it's how you change the world. Um, I've, I've worked in the private sector for most of my career. I was a journalist for 17 years and worked in healthcare for, for 10 years. This is my first you know, paid, full-time paid job is in the, the public sector, but this really, at, at any level, whether it's serving on the library board or serving on the city council or county board or school board, it is how you change the world. And it's very, very important. It is, uh, it's not how you get rich. Um, and I, and I, I, think that's, I think that's fine, but it is how you can change your community, change your state, your, your nation, and your world. That's Congresswoman Sherry Bustos, who delivered a great Wiswell Robeson lecture on September 7. You can read about it in the archives of the news and events section of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu slash news. And that's going to be a 30 for this fourth edition of Monmouth's 1853 podcast of the 2021-2022 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. Have a nice day. Stay healthy. And so long, everybody.